It is Mother's Day, and it is good to see a lot of moms in our house. Moms, welcome to you. Uh, we have a special gift before you leave. On your way out, please go out these double doors because we don't want to miss you. And so we have a really nice gift uh, as you head out. And thank you for taking time to be here today. And uh, we know your children are super proud that you are here with us. And so welcome. Um, Mother's Day. Let's talk about that. Now, if you're here today, I take it you had a mother. It's good, just a, just a logical guess. I could be wrong. <laughs> but anyway, I want to talk to you today, uh, Mother's Day. And what I want to talk to, to you today about, it's going to be different. Obviously, we're through with the book of Hebrews, so there's no message from Hebrews on Mother's Day. Uh, that's not where we're going. But we are going to kind of hop around. I don't typically do this. You know me. I'm a verse-by-verse, line-by-line kind of teacher-preacher, but I'm being stretched this week. It is Mother's Day, so it'll be topical. And what I want us to talk about are attributes of a godly mother. And I think one of the things as we read through Scripture, oftentimes we come across passages that you see these qualities that are found in the character of God that oftentimes we find in our dads and our moms or those that love us and that we love. And those are mere reflections of who God is and His goodness and grace. And, uh, and so we want to look at some of the attributes that we find in a godly mother. And I recognize that for most of us sitting here, um, we would all agree that these are attributes, whether you're a dad, a son, a daughter, or a mom, a grandmother, grandfather, that should be fruit of our life, especially if you are a believer in Jesus Christ. So let's take a look. But before we do, i got a couple other things here I'd like to show you about mothers. Now this is for you, uh, Mark Stevens. <laughs> mothers, the only people who will love you even when you are a machete-wielding psychopath. <laughs> this is true, right? <laughs> I knew you'd appreciate that. We might send this to, your, uh, to David. We'll let him tell you. But it's true, isn't it? I mean, I've been told that's a face only a mother could love. <laughs> And there is something special about mothers. This one reminds me of my daughter, Sarah. <laughs> this is when your mom would do your hair as a kid. You remember that? Man, there was nothing worse than, ah, trying to get them tangles out. Hated that. But anyways, yeah, that's, uh, that's moms for you, right? Uh, if a woman speaks and no one is listening, her name's probably mom. <laughs> you know, you ever notice that? My wife used to say this all the time. You know, she'll be telling, like, like Sarah said, clamp your room, clamp your room. And I'll clamp your room, boom, they go do it. Why, why do they listen to you the first time you ask? Of course, now they don't do that anymore. They're older. They're teenagers and preteens. Um, but yeah, how about this one? This is a few sports moms out there. Baseball moms, when they overhear someone mention their kid's name at the game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We've all been there, right? <laughs> You know, you kind of lean in a little bit more to make sure you get all this story, you know. That's my kid you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Mothers. Mothers. Here's the uh, mothers to mom. I'm hungry. I'm cold. I'm hot. Can I have? I want to watch. Where are you? Can you ask dad? Can you help me? He hurt me. She hurt me. Uh, I want to go there. When are we? Why are we? Why can't we? But you know what? When it comes to dad, where's mom? <laughs> and that is so true. 
<laughs> you know, I've had to ask sometimes my daughters, it's like, well, why don't you want me to help, you know, brush your hair? Now, where's mom, you know? They don't want, you know, get, you know, let me pick out, no, no, dad, I've seen you dress, you know. <laughs> Mothers. Attributes of a godly mother. God's plan for mothers and, and grandmothers. And so that's what we want to look at. I've got five points and then we're going to let you go. And uh, so let's take a look at some of these things. The first thing I want to talk about is seek God first. If you want to be a godly mother, you want to be a godly grandmother, this is where it starts, guys. This is foundation. When you're building a house, you've got to have a good foundation. The first foundation is you've got to seek God first. Matthew 6.33 says, But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Isn't it funny how in 2018, all of us are guilty, not just moms, all of us are guilty. I mean, we're like a hamster in the, in the wheel, just spinning. And we feel like, man, i got to get this done, i got to get this done. We're worried about everything under the sun, but the most important thing. When Jesus gave this original statement, it was to His disciples. He was getting ready to send them out into the world to take the gospel. And they were like, well, what are we going to do to eat? Well, what about clothes? Do I need to pack a suitcase? Should I take a weapon? I mean, what, what, do, I need, what do I need to know? Well, you know, where am I going to live? And what am I going to eat? And how am I going to get paid? And, and you know what? He told them, He said, look, guys, the... Look at, the, look at the birds. Well, they don't work in labor, but they're provided for. L look, at the, look at the lilies, how beautiful they are. I mean, Solomon didn't have this kind of beauty in, in his clothing. I mean, we worry about all of these things in our life. Well, I've got to work, I've got to pay my bills, I've got to get this done. And look, those things have to happen. I'm glad you chose to wear clothes today. All of us are. We need these, right? These are necessities. I understand that. But guys, we've got our, priori our priorities are completely out of whack. If we truly believe the God of Scripture exists, He cares more for you than you care for yourself. And He's made you a promise that if you will seek Him first, these things you're fretting over, because go read the context. Don't take my word for it. Read Matthew 6. Don't take my word for it. Read the chapter. They're worried about all of these things that the pagan, the Gentile people, everybody else in the world is worried about. And he's saying, look, just put your eyes on me. Seek me first in my righteousness, and I promise you, your, ends, you will, your, your needs will be met. Now, our problem is we're not content. And that's our problem. That's not God's problem. That's a whole other sermon. But I promise you, God cannot lie. And mothers, in raising our children, in living your life, if you want to display the godly attributes that God wants you to put on display, seek Him first. Make Him priority. Make Him center of everything you do. Make Him your every reason for taking a breath. Let Him be at the core of, of what, why you're here because that's why you were created. 
to glorify Him and enjoy Him forever. Christianity is not a drudge. If you've ever been, if you've been raised to believe that, guys, I apologize. You were taught wrong. Jesus said He came to give life and give it more abundantly. I didn't know living until I came to know Jesus Christ. And I was having a lot of fun in my sin, don't get me wrong. I loved my partying. I loved it for a season. But it doesn't hold a candle to the joy that I have found in Jesus Christ. Seek first the kingdom of God. Second thing I would encourage us in displaying uh, godly attributes, mothers, grandmothers, all of us truly, speak the truth in love. Now, I don't know how it was in your house growing up. I, I love my mom. My, my, my mom, um, my, my friends, I just love my mom. I mean, you know, my mom was, she was the fun mom. I just say it, she was. You know, growing up in the 80s, you had the mom roller skating. You had the roller skating before the mom came along, you know, in arcade game rooms. Ooh, yeah, the arcade. Somebody needs to bring that back. Open that up around here, man. Do you have a business? Old school arcades? But anyway, bring your quarters. I'm going to talk to Quinn. Maybe he can get that going next to his Hawaiian shaved ice. But speaking the truth in love, listen, we live in a day where, and again, I, I love the relationship I have with my mom, but I'm afraid too much today, moms, you're more concerned of being your child's friend than being a mother. Your kid doesn't need another friend. They need a mom who loves them enough, cares enough to tell them the truth in love. We need some parents that are willing to tell the truth. Speak the truth in love. And maybe you grew up with that kind of mom. You're not going out of the house in that outfit. You march back to that room and change, young lady. Mm-mm. I don't know. But the scriptures say this. Proverbs 31, 26. She opens her mouth with wisdom, and on her tongue is the law of kindness. Now, I have to admit, I have foot and mouth disease in the sense that I open my mouth, I put my foot in it. I could stand to grow in this area of when I speak the truth to be a little more kind in it maybe. I know sometimes I just kind of come across like the a mallet, you know. I, I, me, me, and, me and Josh, I guess, uh, grew up in the same, uh, uh, same area maybe. I don't know. <laughs> we're, we're, and look, God needs that kind of people sometimes, right? We, we, we do need a mallet for a mallet job. Sometimes we need a hammer for a hammer job. It's hammer time. Oh, oh, oh. Sorry. <laughs> little 80s throwback there. That's bonus. My, <laughs> I'm sorry, honey. It's Mother's Day. I shouldn't have done that. My gift to you, I'll try not to do anymore. But a mom who opens her mouth with wisdom and on her tongue is the law of kindness. Moms, that's what we need. Grandmas, that's what we need. Again, your, 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 kid, your kid probably won't quite understand it at the time. That's okay. You know, it, it, my kids can't understand why they can't have M&Ms for breakfast every day. Trust me, it's in your best interest. And sometimes we have to speak the truth in love. One of my favorite verses in counseling that I have to share often is this one. Proverbs 27, 5 and 6. It says, open rebuke is better than love carefully concealed. Faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy 
are deceitful. Guys, we live in a day when people want to sugarcoat it. They want a politician to curl up to you and kind of give you this deceitful, tell you what you want to hear. The Bible warned us in the last days that, that, that churches don't want a pastor who's going to open the Word of God and actually teach the truth of the Word. They want somebody who's going to let them out in 10 minutes. They're going to want somebody to give them a nice sermonette story and tickle their ears so that they're not convicted of their sin. The Bible said that would happen. And as long as the Lord has me here as, the, as your pastor, I promise to always, by God's grace and strength, through your prayers as well, to offer you the Word of God and teach the truth of God's Word. And that's my prayer that I will, I will rightly divide that Word of truth, regardless of how it makes you feel. That's between you and God. I'm just a mailman bringing the mail. Don't get mad at me if your bill's too high. All right? Try that tomorrow down at the... Go out to the mailbox, wait on the mailman. I can't believe you bought me this town of LaGrange bill. Are you out of your mind? This is too high. You do live in LaGrange, you know. No, you don't take it out on the mailman. Well, speak the truth in love. You know, the... You think about that. Sometimes, sometimes we have to hurt the ones we love. It's not that we, we're not trying to hurt you. If I love you, I have to tell you this. Listen, I've had good brothers and sisters in Christ help me become a better pastor because they loved me enough to tell me the truth. And I appreciate that. Now, that doesn't mean all of you line up tomorrow with your complaints, all right? <laughs> I'll, I'll give you that picture of the hand grenade with a number and says, take one. Right? That's the complaint department here for me and Nate. Welcome, Black Widow. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, Mark can explain that one on the way home. <laughs> I'm in big trouble today. Get y'all out of here. Get y'all some food. <laughs> all right. Speak the truth in love. Show true beauty. Oh, my soul. Ladies, I love you, ladies. And, and, but listen, I don't need a 95-year-old lady dolling herself up, all right, with, with the latest fashions, thinking she's a tweener again. Right? Hanging out at Maybelline counter all day, getting free samples. Now look, if you like that, I'm good for you. But here's my point. Nothing wrong. Nothing wrong with looking nice. And y'all look beautiful today. Mothers, I just want to say that. All right, that was truth and love. Um, well, for some of you. <laughs> Figure it out. I'm just kidding. That's bad. That's terrible, isn't it? I just, but you don't know who I'm talking about, so I might not be talking about you. You might have been in the first comment, first group. Look, here's my point. The Scriptures put a high priority not on the external. And I promise you this. If we all spent half the amount of time we do on the external, on the inner man, or the inner woman, your beauty would shine a lot greater. And that's not me, guys. That's what the Word of God says. Let, let me show you here. Again, what does Scripture tell us? Notice, if you would, here in Proverbs 31, verse 30. Charm is deceitful. 
Beauty is passing. And some of you, you know, say, amen. I used to be a cheerleader and was really... Anyway, beauty's passing, guys. But a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. She shall be praised. You guys know the Old Testament story where Abraham brought Sarah into Egypt. And before they got there, he said, okay, uh, yeah, honey, uh, before we get here, something I need to share with you. You're really, you're really hot. You're really, you know, you're, you're really a beautiful woman. He didn't say hot. This is, a paraphrase. this is a KJV, King Jeremy version. Anyway, he said, you're beautiful. You're beautiful. So they're going to really be attracted to you. Let's tell them you're my sister. That's in the Bible. He did it twice, too. You'd think he would have learned after the first time. Now, why he was thinking, I have no idea. But it's in the Scripture. It's just what he did. And when they came in, the, the Pharaoh's attendants, if you will, they saw her, they recognized her, and that says that they, they admired her beauty. Now, it's an interesting word they use there. It's the first time in the context of Scripture that we see this word halel used. It's the Hebrew word that's the word used for worship. Now, I think that's pretty interesting. The world, and by the way, this lady was 60 plus years old probably. There you go, ladies, 60 plus ladies. Represent! All right. So she was beautiful. Now, I think because this word of worship is used here, I believe, I believe she was truly not just externally attractive. I think her beauty that shined was because she was a child of the king. I think she, her faith was in God. I think this is what made her that much more beautiful. And we know people who there's something about them that they just glow. There's a beauty about them because of their meekness, their gentleness, their, their life of servanthood and loving of their Lord and Savior. And guys, that's the greatest beauty that there could ever be. That word that was used there in Genesis speaks to worship. The world worships, though, the external. We look at every magazine rack and these lies that are sent to you guys. It's a constant bombardment of this is, if you want to be attractive in the world, if you want to be beautiful in the world, you've got to look this way. You've got to weigh this amount. You've got to dress a certain style. You've got to put on this and that, and then you're going to be seen as beautiful. Guys, that is a lie. It is a lie. Ladies, it is a lie. You want a beauty that never fades but grows in glory? Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. Fall in love with Jesus. Fall in love with His Word. Let His Word begin to transform the inner person. Enjoy that sweet time with Jesus. Enjoy that sweet time in His presence. Begin to worship Him from the inner man. Allow that transformation of the heart to take place. And I'm going to tell you something. It won't matter if you're 5 or 105. Your beauty, your glory will shine bright. A woman who fears the Lord, shall be praised. There's also uh, this in the New Testament, 
In 1 Timothy 2, 9 through 10, through in the ESV here for my youth man, uh, likewise also that women should adorn themselves in respectable apparel, with modesty and self-control, not with braided hair and gold or pearls or costly attire, to put with what is proper for women who profess godliness with good works. Now again, I'm not against dressing nice and looking nice, and, 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 and that's not what this passage is about. And again, too, too many groups, and some of you may have grown up in some of these groups, and they took this too wooden literal, and so they sort of setting these standards that, oh, well, you know, ladies' dress has got to be down to the ankle. If it's, if it's higher than the ankle, we see your flesh, and you're sinning. Guys, that's, come on, really? If you grew up in one of those churches, I apologize to you. Take that group of church ladies over to the Middle East and see how they do with this showing. <gasps> oh, your eyeballs are showing. No, they're going to stone you because of your ankles, so get out of here. You know, Modesty, guys, the point of this passage is modesty, and the point of this passage is that focus of the inner beauty. It's about our heart for the things of God. It's about the, the worship of our Lord and Savior. God is a lot more concerned with that. And, and again, we know the, the, the context of this, and the, the women had no rights prior to Jesus on the scene. And now all of a sudden, they're allowed to be in the worship service. They're allowed to be a part of it. And so they were basking in this newfound freedom, and some of them were just going to the extreme that they were wanting to have attention on them, and that was taking attention off of the worship of God. And that's what this passage is about. But again, don't miss the heart of it. True beauty is the inner beauty. So show true beauty. Stay humble. Philippians 2, 3 through 4, do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility. Count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interest, but also to the interest of others. If there's a passage of Scripture that speaks to moms, man, this speaks to moms. I mean, if there is any, any selfless people that make up our homes, it's a mother. I mean, I'm constantly amazed at my wife in this area. I mean, she serves her family like no one's business. I mean, it is amazing. She esteems others greater than self. Some of you know what that's like. And, and I know, ladies, for many of you, there are some days you want to just retreat to your bathroom with some M&Ms. And that's okay. Do it. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I know where your secret chocolate stash is. Same place my wife's was. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I got into it. Thank you there, Josh. You can figure that out. <laughs> Stay humble. Don't think less of yourself, but think of yourself less. I like that quote. Let me say that again. Don't think less of yourself, but think of yourself less. I'm not sure who coined that, but I like that. James 4, 6 says, but he gives more grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. 
Serve the Lord. Godly mothers, godly grandmothers, these godly attributes that you see as a part of their walk, as a part of their life, you see them serving the Lord. Charles Stanley said, Motherhood is a great honor and privilege, yet it is also synonymous with servanthood. Every day women are called upon to selflessly meet the needs of their families, whether they are awake at night nursing a baby, spending their time and money on less than grateful teenagers, or preparing meals. Moms continuously put others before themselves. It's true. Grateful for a mother who put her family first, as many of you do. Serving the Lord. Colossians 3.23 Whatever you do, do your work heartily as for the Lord rather than for men. Ladies, I want to encourage you. In a world full of pressure that wants you to perform, especially today, especially today, there is a message that is strong running out there, a philosophy, and it's deceitful. Let me just say it loud and clear. Ladies, you're getting a dose of deceitful philosophy that's not biblical. And it shouldn't be a surprise. Are you going to fall for the same thing that was done in the garden? Are we going to bite that fruit again? We need you ladies who are unashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ that transforms you, that is more concerned about seeking Him first, that is more concerned about showing true beauty, that is more concerned about not being loud and proud, but humble and serving. To shame that is to assault the very character of God. We must guard our hearts that what we do, men and women, all of us, that I'm not doing it to impress others. That what I do, I do for the glory of God. Galatians 1.10 says, For I am now seeking the approval of man. Or of God. Am I, am, I, am I now seeking the approval of man or of God? Or am I trying to please man? If I were still trying to please man, I would not be a servant of Christ. Ladies, moms, grandmoms, who cares what the world thinks? Because one day every man and woman, will stand before a holy God and we will all give an account. And the only thing that counts in eternity for us as believers are those things that are not burned up in that day of testing. Translation, the things which we've done in the power of Christ for the glory of Christ, that will stand. And so I encourage you this morning, keep doing what you're doing, Christian mom. 
Keep allowing the Spirit of God to grow you in His grace and knowledge. Continue to seek Him first. Continue to allow that inner beauty to grow. Trusting Him. Displaying that gentleness and meekness that sometimes can win an unbelieving husband. Being that servant for the Lord. Well, conclusion. What? Yes, I know. It's Mother's Day. We're not done yet, so hang on. (laughs) The attributes of a godly mother. They seek God first. They speak the truth in love. They show true beauty. They stay humble. And they serve the Lord. These are the qualities that so many moms possess and so many moms in this church, because I see it. I know it. Your families testify to it. Your lifestyle does. I believe in Jesus Christ, the Son of the... Let me say this again. I believe in Jesus Christ, the Son of the loving God, who was born of the promise to a virgin named Mary. I believe in the love Mary gave her son that caused her to follow him in his ministry and stand by his cross as he died. I believe in the love of all mothers and its importance in the lives of the children they bear. It is stronger than steel, softer than down, and more resilient than a green sapling on the hillside. It closes wounds melts disappointments, and enables the weakest child to stand tall and straight in the fields of adversity. I believe that this love, even at its best, is only a shadow of the love of God, a dark reflection of all that we can expect of Him, both in this life and the next. And I believe that one of the most beautiful sights in the world is a mother who lets this greater love flow through her to her child, blessing the world with the tenderness of her touch and the tears of her joy. An affirmation from John Killinger's Lost in Wonder, Love and Praise. It's beautiful. Moms, you're at your best when you're displaying those attributes of God. And that's what the world is in desperate need of, is mothers who are set apart for the glory of God, who are raising children who will one day be the leaders taking the reins in this world, moving forward with the gospel of Jesus Christ on display. So how do we apply it? Philippians 2.13 For it is God who works in you, both to will and to work for His good pleasure. Let me just say, if you're here today, mom or dad, boy or girl, and you do not know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, today needs to be your day of salvation. Because you'll never understand true love, agape love, because it's divine in origin. And only God can give you that. But He wants to give you that. In fact, over 2,000 years ago, He demonstrated His love for you while we were still in our sin. Christ died for us. 
you and I owed a payment we couldn't pay. And he paid it in full. Through his death, his burial, and his resurrection. Jesus Christ is alive. And he's coming again. And if you've never turned from your sin and put your faith and trust in the completed work of the cross of Calvary and the person of Jesus Christ, then the greatest gift I can offer you today is the good news. He came to save you. Receive Him by faith today. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Christian mom, Christian grandma, if you're, you're here, you're a believer in Christ, God has worked into you His salvation. You must work out those attributes and He gives you the ability and the power to do so. Surrender and yield in your life of decision and direction to honor Him, to glorify Him. First John 4.19 says, We love Him because He first loved us. And that's truly where it starts. Let's pray. Father, thank You for Mother's Day. Thank You for the moms who've gone on before. Lord, we remember them today. The impact they had in raising us and shaping us. A special place in our heart. But Lord, that also serves as a seed planted, watered, even here today. The fact that many are sitting here is to pay tribute, pay honor, pay respect. Present moms living, moms who've gone before. And that is an extension of your grace. That is an extension of your love that would even draw us in here today. That we might hear again the message of hope. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son and that whosoever shall believe in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. There's no greater love than somebody to lay down their life for someone and that's exactly what Christ did for us. Thank you for that salvation. Thank you that that love is demonstrated in believing moms and grandmoms all around this world. May that glory be on display this day and every day as we faithfully seek after You, as we speak the truth in love, as we show true beauty, as we remain humble and serve You, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.